Chop, the original Guillotine League podcast. Everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block. Chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com. Now, your hosts, Paul Chargian and Brian Johnson. Hey everybody, welcome to Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. I am Paul Charchian, co-host as always, Brian Johnson. What's up, Charch? Uh, it's guillotine season, baby. Big time. I love it. We're filling leagues every day, private leagues starting up. It's, it's very exciting. And one of the things that we have that's a little bit special compared to what you can just do with like your friends, you get friends to join your guillotine league, play up to 18 people. But what if you want to play and do a... Bigger, higher stakes guillotine league. Where I could win thousands of dollars. Thousands, you say? Or as little as 50 or $100 mm-hmm. entry fee. Tell me more. It's called Super Chop. Super Chop is our high stakes 144 player guillotine leagues. Here's how it works. 12 leagues of 12 teams. Mm. That equals the 144. Win your league of 12... So after week 11, you're the last team standing. You and the other 11 winners. Regu- we'll call it the regular season. Regular season. That is effectively regular uh-huh. season winners. Everybody who survived that, A, you ought to triple your entry fee. Yep. You're, you're already plus you're already 3X. You're 300% up. And more importantly, now you're in the playoffs. You redraft after week 11. And then it's guillotine style to the very end. Yep. Be the last one standing and you pull down the grand prize. Yeah, nothing. It's awesome. You get to do a whole new draft in November. Yeah, and but yeah, you keep in mind your, your original roster gone, it's wiped clean slate. But everyone starts with the after the draft five hundred dollars in fab, and you just get to chopping again. But yeah, it starts off essentially the same way as, as a, a standard guillotine league, same mm-hmm. snake draft format, same scoring, same roster sizes, but just it's less players, and you play the eleven weeks in the regular season, and then like you said. Win, win that regular season, face the other 11 winners for the, uh, for the big bucks. Yeah. Um, so the, the roster construction and the drafting is different in a super job because it's not an 18-team draft, which is tough for regular guillotine mm-hmm. leagues, full-size guillotine leagues. That 18-team draft is difficult, and it really does change your strategy when you go down to 12 teams. It's still different from a regular league because it's guillotine style. We mm-hmm. still care a lot more about safety and other things like that. But it's different than a standard guillotine league in terms of strategy. What are some of the key differentials for a super chop draft as opposed to a regular guillotine league draft? We always put a lot of importance on bye weeks in, in standard guillotine leagues because assuming you're going to make it through week 14 – the top guys you draft, they're all going to have their buy. But in a super chop league, again, you're only playing through week 11. So the yep. players that have, there's no week 12 buys. There's week 13. Week mm-hmm. 13's got a lot of buys. It does. And week 14's got a couple teams, the Commanders and Cardinals, I believe. But those players, their value through the roof. Players that have their buy post week 11. Because you're guaranteed, aside from getting chopped, but you're guaranteed to have them play every week of your right. Super Chop regular season format. As long as you're alive, you don't you don't yeah. have to worry about that bye week. The bye weeks are really tough in guillotine leagues, and we talk about it in a regular guillotine draft all the time. Like, you can't stack four starters with a week six bye. You're going to get chopped. And we're really stressing, like, your first, second round picks. Buys are important for every player, but yeah, for the really guys you're for, starting. For your, yeah, for, yeah, your, for your starters. Big-time studs, you really got to take into account these bye weeks. You do. Um, 
and so the super chop's different that way. And then on the other hand, of course, the players that have buys between week weeks five and week eleven, you, you just got to ding them a little bit in, in super chop. You got to, mm-hmm. especially the, the earlier the buys are, starting with the week five guys, you got to devalue them a little bit because. And why the early? Why are the early buys worse than the the later buys? Why is week five worse than week ten? Explain that to listeners. Because there's still there's more teams left in your league, so the, the talent pool isn't as deep. Per se, if you're if you're still alive, so I would yeah, rather have in week five. If I a, like a, a tiebreaker between a guy I'm going to pick between you know week five and week nine, I would I would take the week nine guy in round one in most cases, just because I can count him to be there for the first eight weeks. Having your first round pick unavailable to you in week five, granted you could a- have added some players via blind bidding up to that point, but that's still that's huge to have. I'll throw a name out there: Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. who's going off the board. In standard 18-team leagues, you know, top five pick. I don't think I'm taking him top five in a super chop format because to not have him available in week five, that's huge. That is huge because uh, only four teams have been chopped to that point, mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily have an adequate replacement for Austin Eckler. But in week 10, nine teams have been chopped, so I've had a lot of chances to fill in the gaps for my running back who's got a week 10 buy. So that's why these later buys are so much more important. Let's go through a first uh, mock first round. Any other strategy differentials? Differences? A, a couple of quick things yeah, I okay, throw good. out there. Yeah. Um, unlike standard formats, it's not too crazy to stack players from the same team a little earlier than usual. Mm-hmm. It's because as you get deeper into a super chop season, there's less teams, and when you get to the week eleven, week ten, week eleven phase, like you are looking at monster teams <laughs> that you're yeah. going up against the, the one or two teams remaining. So, I, I you know you, you do a little schedule analysis, but to differentiate yourself from these other massive monster teams you're going up against, going up against you, you you should stack a quarterback and a couple of their pass catchers. Where in a guillotine, a standard guillotine league, you're not going to be doing that in week eight, nine, or ten because that's right. just putting too many too many of your eggs in one basket. So that's one differentiator uh, I would call out for super chop contests. Another one is uh, I, I put I put a lot of emphasis on early season schedule, especially week one in standard formats. But you got to do that even more so. Yeah, in, in a super chop contest, uh, you can be more aggressive in your bidding earlier in the season. In super chop, you really should be. You shouldn't penny pinch as much as you do in standard guillotine leagues. And uh, but yeah, it, it, we're going to re- reference um, a mock we did about five or six weeks ago, and we're going to pick from the same spots. This was an eighteen team league mock we did, mm-hmm. but now we're going to do a super draft mock, and some picks might be the same. And others will be different, and, uh, and they'll be for the reasons we, we we've talked about, and we'll, you know, we'll we'll go over those again. But uh, you had the first pick when we did this mock in early June. Yeah. So this is a super chop mock that we're gonna we're gonna unveil right now, and just seeing how it lays out differently will help illuminate some of the differences between super chop and a regular one. Uh, the first pick though was the same. I took Justin Jefferson first in my regular guillotine league mock draft and I'm taking him first here because I think you know he's last year's highest scoring fantasy wide receiver it's his second year under Kevin O'Connell should that should only help both him and Kirk Cousins and then he's got a week 13 bye so I get to ride him through my entire super chop regular season Justin Jefferson to me is the number one pick with a bullet uh yeah cannot argue that whatsoever like if he had a week five bye we would we'd be, be having a different conversation now jefferson will be fascinating for the the, the finals or the playoff draft because 
you're looking at having yeah, this bye week. coming right up. We'll, yeah. we'll cross that bridge yeah. when we get there. But, right. yeah, for the regular season in a Super Chop, they're with a bullet, Justin Jefferson, without a doubt. Okay. How about pick two? Um, so, in our, our standard mock last month, I took Travis Kelsey with the second pick, and I'm going to take him here as well. Bye in week 10. So, he will have his bye um, during the regular season of Super Chop. But week 10 is mm-hmm. pretty late on, and just, again – we all know the story with Travis Kelsey, just a huge uh, point differential be- between him and every other tight end. I believe the difference between Kelsey and tight end two last year was the same difference between tight end two and tight end 17. Yeah, it sounds right. I mean, so, it's just that much better. Kelsey, hopefully, he's, I don't think he's going to fall off the cliff this year. He's getting older. He might have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, but mm-hmm. you still got to go with Travis Kelsey. The week 10 by is late enough to me. I'll worry about my tight end if I, if I get that far. So Kelsey. You and you and I, I love tight ends, and I draft them earlier than almost everybody all the time. But you and I are really going to be, I think, in a different spot with super chops. With only 12 teams, I think I've got, I've got a much better chance of getting a, a contributing tight end. In an 18-teamer, there aren't even close to 18, team, 18 good tight ends out there. No. In the 18-teamer, I really feel compelled to go get a tight end. But in a 12-teamer, my worst-case scenario are still some pretty decent guys like Evan Ingram or David Njoku. I mean, these are guys I can, I can be okay with. I don't feel nearly as compelled in a super chop with 12 teams to take that early tight end. Now, Travis Kelsey is a different, totally different story, and I have no problem we're, taking him. We're going to have a bit of an argument coming up here soon. <laughs> in pick three, I took Jamar Chase. In my super chop draft, I think I also took him here in my regular guillotine league. Um, I don't love the week seven buy for Jamar Chase, but it's not a deal killer either. Week seven's not a disaster. I get a guy who topped 10 targets in every game but two last year. Uh, Fairly low injury risk. He's missed four games in two years. I get an elite quarterback in Joe Burrow. There's nothing not to like about Jamar Chase. No, the buy is not great, not bad. Week seven, that's... I got six weeks to find a replacement. Well, you're not going to find a replacement, but yeah, you'll find quite. something. I'll find somebody close good. enough. Yeah, yeah, just to not get me chopped that week. All right. Well, you really set me up for for failure here, uh, I guess. But I, I went Mark Andrews with the fourth pick. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I hate that pick. I would and not do that here I, at all. I, I took Austin Eckler in in standard uh, mm-hmm. in the standard guillotine league mock we did last month. Uh, but again, he has a week five buy, so I'm not taking him here. That's too soon. So yeah, Engram. David Njoku, mm-hmm. Darren Waller. Kwu, yeah, uh, well, you know, you know, they got the... Cole Komet. Yes, they can have their... Their, I don't, their consistency scares me. There's bye weeks to factor in. I know Njoku off the top of my head has a week five bye. We're not talking... To, yeah. We're not going to consider him in the first round, but no. it was really the, the week 13 bye that made me go with Andrews here. And I do think he very well could be the leading receiver among all players for the Ravens yeah. in, in a revamp, possible pass heavy offense. And mm-hmm. he's just a guy, if I, I'm not getting Kelsey. So I think Andrews now I almost wanted to go TJ Hawkinson here. Cause they have the same bye week and I almost kind of wish I did, but I, I'm sticking with Andrews. It was the week 13 by pass friendly offense, elite player. I'm just locking in my tight end. I, I won't have to draft another one. Yeah, because of the week 13 bye. The only yeah. other tight end I'll ever add would, would be Travis Kelsey if he became available. <laughs> if, I don't even know if I would. I probably would try for him, but yeah. I wouldn't like break the bank for him. But that was pretty much it. I mean, it's, there's less players, so there's, the, the, the talent pool is deeper, 
deeper at all the other positions. So I know it's a bit of a long shot, not a long shot, but a, a reach. But I went with Mark Andrews. All right. I, we feel we feel differently about that. Uh, pick five, I took Christian McCaffrey here. And, I, you know, you and I know very well that injuries made him a guillotine league assassin in 2020 and 2021. But in the super top format, because my bench is going to be so much better in a 12-team league than an 18-team league, uh, my risk profile is way higher. Uh, with the better bench, I'm going to follow up Christian McCaffrey later in this draft with safe, boring runners like Miles Sanders, as an example of a safe, boring runner. Um, I'll take those guys too. But I know I can get them later. So I'm taking Christian McCaffrey here because, again, I'm the risk profile. I can I can take more risk on my team in a 12-team draft than I can an 18-team draft like I can with Super Chop. So he's my pick five. Who do you got at six? Six, I went with Cooper Cup um, in our standard mock. I went with C.D. Lamb in this spot, who I – honestly, I think he outscores. It's, it's a gut feel. Um, I could back it up with some stats. I'm, we're not going to that, get that deep in the weeds. Uh, but I, I like Lamb more than Cup overall this year. But in Super mm-hmm. Chop, Cup broke the tie for me because he's got the week 10 bye, yeah. and Lamb's got the week 7 bye. So that, that I use that as a tiebreaker because they're, they're, they're essentially on the same plane for me. But I just went with the bye week. Uh, bias, if you want to call it that. And mm-hmm. I went with Cooper Cup. Even though he's coming off injury, he should be 100%. It wasn't major injury. It was significant at the time last year where he had to go yeah. on IR. But he, he'll be good to go to start the season. So uh, safe pick with, with a high floor and just, just the later buy. So I went with Cup here. At pick seven of my Super Chop draft, I went with Josh Allen. He's my number one quarterback in Super Chop because the Bills have a week 13 buy. I'm not going to have to worry about his bye week. I get a guy who can keep me from getting chopped two ways, his legs and his arms. And obviously, Josh Allen's great, and I think he's the best quarterback off the board. Now, there are only a couple of quarterbacks I would consider taking early. He's one of them. After you get past these dual-threat running backs and Patrick Mahomes at the very top of the draft, I'm not taking a running back for a long, or a quarterback for a long time. Josh Allen's the one quarterback I'm willing to reach for in the first round. Now, you took Jalen Hurts in this spot in, in the standard mock, and it, it was – I did. The it, difference it the is buy, the bye week. Yeah, yep. Jalen Hurts has got week 10, and Josh Allen's got week 13. So that was the differential. Let's go to pick number eight. Who are you taking? I uh, I am taking Tyreek Hill. Uh, now, I took Cooper Cup in the standard mock. But, I, again, I'm, I'm bypassing C.D. Lamb again because Tyreek Hill's got the week 10 bye. So mm-hmm. I'm just – I'm playing the bye week game here, and, and Hill was shockingly consistent last year. I'm going to pull up your premium cheat sheet oh, here real do. quick. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, only 12% of his starts outside the top 30. That, that is a wow. great ratio. He's got a, a fairly strong or a good uh, strength of schedule from weeks one to four. Again, mm-hmm. you want to put emphasis on that. And all this information readily at my fingertips looking at your your premium cheat sheet, well worth the money. So uh, Tyreek Hill, again, I like, I, I like C.D. Lamb overall in, in standard guillotine or standard formats, but uh, it's all about the bye week for me in Super Chop. So I, I went with Hill because of the Week 10 bye. I'm a little worried about th- th- there might be this, like, looming suspension thing, but we won't. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, I don't think that's going to be factoring that for him. right now. So, yeah, that aside, I'm going with Hill based on the bye. Pick nine of our Super Chop mock draft. I'm taking Stefan Diggs. I just took Josh Allen in part because of the week 13 bye. Well, now I'm going to take his number one receiver. Stefan Diggs has been a top seven fantasy wide receiver in five straight years. So what's not to like? He's perfect for this format. Who has regretted drafting Stefan Diggs? Nobody, ever. 
I mean, it'd just be solid every year. So, you know, there's nothing not to like here. And I get the week 13 bye. Let's go to pick number 10 of our Super Chop Mock Draft. All right. Well, I took Tyreek Hill in this spot in the standard. But uh, so is it time I take C.D. Lamb? No, I'm going with another wide receiver with a week 10 bye. And it's you AJ hate C.D. Lamb all I, of a sudden. I, I, I love C.D. Lamb, but I, I'm just... I like him more than all these receivers, but they're they're all kind of in the same tier for me. Yeah. So that he just keeps getting bumped down. It's based on on the bye week. So I'm going with AJ Brown, who also has a week ten bye. Uh, there are, there are certainly threats to steal targets, uh, other threats to steal targets on Philly and Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, but uh, AJ Brown is still the the alpha receiver there uh, in an electric offense. So based on the bye week and an elite player. A.J. Brown was my pick with the 10th pick. And my last pick of the first round is pick 11 in our Super Chop Mock draft. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. Much like Josh Allen, these dual-threat quarterbacks are just a cheat code and guillotine because they have to fail two different ways to put you in peril of getting chopped, both on the ground and through the air. And because, like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts can pass effectively, he's just almost never going to fail both ways. He's going to help you one way, the other way, or both ways. He just doesn't put you in a position to get cut. And I've got a week, a late, nice late week 10 bye for Jalen Hurts, which I like as well. So he is my selection at pick 11. All right, so I got the last pick. So I got, uh, I'm at the turn, so I might as well throw in my, my second round pick too. I'm just going to scoop the value finally. I'm taking Austin Eckler and C.D. Lamb right. <laughs> at okay. 12 and 13. I got the early buys, five, week five and week seven, but... Um, uh, you know, they justifiably slid in the super chop draft, but uh, mm-hmm. I will, I will take my chances with the earlier bye weeks in players that are going top eight in a standard guillotine format. So I'll I take Eckler and Lamb uh, with pick twelve and then pick thirteen to kick off the second round. You may want to play in a super chop league. We keep forming new super chop drafts. A bunch of them are going off. Right now, um, we've got many others that are building right now. We've got a $50 entry fee, a $100 entry fee, and even a $250 entry fee that's got a $15,000 prize pool. So a lot of ways to play for little extra stakes if you're so inclined in the Super Chop format. Yeah, all our second $50 Super Chop is filling right now. 35 of the 144 teams have registered. All As of this moment. As of this moment. Essentially, all of our um, $50 drafts from the first Super Chop are finishing up. They're, they're two-hour slow drafts. We'll have to, uh, once they're all done, scrape some data, tweet it out from GL Chop so people can see. Maybe I'll even just tweet out some, some draft boards for people to check out because... Uh, yeah, it's a different, it's a different beast. Yeah, it's, you know, everything about guillotine is different from how you normally play. And even within the guillotine format, the super chop is different than your regular one. All that guillotine at leagues.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you later.